1: This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise.
0: Celtics last night a uh, big night for uh, I mean if it's a big night you can have in a preseason game for Derek White 18.6 assists four boards two steals and two blocks as they beat up on the uh, Hornets in Charlotte 112-103 it was John Wallach along with Cedric Maxwell on the call here I don't know how much people have been really truly paying attention to Celtics preseason through three games uh, I will say this Jalen Brown looks a little even more diesel than he did last year it looks like he's even a little bit more muscular this is truly going to be a uh, Tatum and Brown operation this year if this team is going to go back to the finals uh, but as we have Brian Robb covering the Celtics for Mass Live with us, uh, typically producing this very fine show. I know you have to, uh, almost by law, cover these preseason games. What have you seen so far? What has stuck out? And then I have a question for you as it pertains to Blake Griffin.
2: Well, first of all, I almost quit on Wednesday when I went to overtime preseason. Games. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the, that that's, should be allowed. That's a, that's a sentence that should not exist, B-Rob. I'm with you a thousand percent. The preseason game went
2: into overtime.
0: It's just cruel. Like, you, you got a family. You got to get home. It's a preseason game. Just end it in regulation, even if it's an and tie. Stop.
2: And respect to all the fans of the Garden that walked out when it went to overtime. They are just like, that's it. I'm oh, going to watch it. Like a- the Denver
0: fans the other <laughs> yeah. end on Thursday Night Football.
2: I don't blame them. But, um, yeah, all things considered, guys, given the turmoil that was leading in a training camp for this team, this is as smooth as you get for a preseason right now, and in- like you mentioned, Jim, Jalen Brown's look great. Tatum kind of looks like himself. But the biggest thing for me, I know we we ragged on him a little bit on this show. Sam Hauser looks like the real deal, guys. That guy is not missing right now from three. I know it's just the preseason, but he shot 50% last night. I think he's shooting like 70% in three preseason games from three right now. So the the guys at the end of their bench that they were hoping would amount to something that they were kind of talking up internally all summer long, that's it's kind of living up to the... Uh, the rep right now in the preseason. I'm glad you brought
0: him up because the other night watching that game against Toronto, the overtime loss and the way that Sam Hauser was being talked about, I said second week of November, I'm officially going to be bothered by Sam Hauser. <laughs> I, I kind of already was anyway, because you went out and got Danilo Gallinari for a reason. And then sure. I started to hear it bubble a little bit. Well, well, no, they'll be able to get by without him because Sam Hauser, like, no, you went and got him for a reason. Don't tell me that Sam Hauser was, is the answer. Yes, fine. He's hitting everything in sight right now. And it looks like he could be a decent role player. But how he'll end up being talked about, I can already tell. Sam Hauser is going to be like the Jay Crowder of six or seven years ago.
1: Like, all right, everyone calm down about Sam Effenhauser. Well, it'd be like, remember when uh, Peyton Pritchard's rookie season, when people were like, you know, saying, well, how can you say he's not going to be Steve Nash?
0: Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> like, oh, two do I? In,
1: we were getting calls like, how dare you say he's not going to be Steve Nash? He could be Steve Nash. Uh, I will say, though, it's funny you mentioned him, B-Rap, because I know I did rag on him because of his Summer League performance and some of the reporting that was done on the Celtics beat where it was like, oh, well, Summer League's not really where, you know, he's going to shine. But I have to say, you know what, it makes sense because now when I look at it, he's playing with better players and getting open shots, and I'm going to take sort of the – Jason Tatum approach to this basically where Tatum was like, "Well, I could shoot 60 percent from three if I were getting his wide open looks too." And so I, I get it now in terms of playing with better players who are going to set him up and that teams have to pay attention to as opposed to summer league, where maybe he's focused on a little more, that makes a difference. it does look like he can help them and shoot and, and something you wrote on masslive.com in your mailbag caught my eye. You said that his his defense has been respectable or it has sort of surprised you how well he's looked defensively.
2: Yeah, and it, that's by no means good, and that could be exposed quickly when these games. They're not playing the, the Hornets of the world, which I think they're going to be like a bottom five team in the NBA this year, given how bad they look right now. Um, but that's that's the one thing you're like, okay, what could keep him off the floor from hitting these wide open threes because he gets attacked on defense, but he looks okay, and okay is good enough when you're playing with second units and you're playing with Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon, who by the way has looked fantastic.
1: Malcolm Brogdon, that's my biggest takeaway. I mean, he looks like you know what I sort of thought he was, I mean, he shouldn't be the number one option on a team, which he was in Indiana, but if he's like your third option, look out. I mean, he, he's an all-star caliber player. Now it's like you have three legit all-stars
2: pretty close to it. And you look at, and Brogdon is not only that capable of that, he's also embracing just being the facilitator guy coming off the bench. He's been around the block in his career now. He's happy to be the sixth man, even with injuries right now. And in these first couple of preseason game, guys, he wasn't even taking a shot for the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. He was just looking to get everyone else open. And so having that type of mentality with his type of talent, it's a, it's a pretty uh, refreshing thing to see coming off the bench here.
0: Blake Griffin's usage. So I don't mind the signing. Like, I know he's not the player that he once was, but tell me how you think he's going to be used. Is he essentially like a backup for... Al or is he going to be tried to be used as a backup at the 5 which if it's the latter I don't get it in terms of the defensive liability he can be.
2: Yeah, it's going to be I think he's going to bounce a little bit both. It's like does do they trust Luke Cornette or Noah Vonleh a couple of these guys that are getting chances during the preseason here. Um but I think ideally you want him to be um, a little bit of both. And defensively he won't you, you're not going to be able to trust him obviously to guard real bigs off the bench, but he can at least space the floor and pass the ball like he did a little bit last night. And whether he still can't move defensively. So that's going to be, I mean, pretty tough to watch at points. But if he can, the vibes around him, around the team, the, 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 his teammates already love him a lot. So whether that's, you know, he's going to get the benefit of the doubt over some of the younger guys on this team, it'll be interesting to see with Joe Mazzula. But, you know, early returns are pretty strong on that front. Let's take a quick break first here to hear from our sponsor at line. Where our partners there continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info you can find all the latest odds news and sports developments including major league baseball scores um nba nba futures nfl futures and all the latest fighting news as well so benline is your continuing source for all your sports wagering information from live betting playoffs esports and more head to the website or use your mobile device sign up today to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit Use promo code CLS 50 to get the bonus and get into the action. It's been online where the game starts.
1: Yeah, I wanted to ask you, you know, why Blake Griffin? You know, why why was he a guy that they were willing to bring in when there have been some other veteran names we've heard in the past? Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony that they stared clear of, stayed away from.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was hearing things that they were not going to be looking at any of these guys, including Blake, up until a couple of weeks ago here. And so I do think that injuries kind of piled up on them. The Rob Williams situation that turned into, a, oh, six to eight weeks to oh maybe we'll see you in January. And so I think they looked at the options out there and be like, okay, who could fit in best here as like a role player and not be totally exposed defensively? And I think Blake, for all his flaws in that area, he at least, you know, he takes charges I think he's a smarter, he was always a, like a better defender than the Carmellos of the world. And now, you know, Dwight Howard can't move anymore. Hassan Whiteside can't guard the perimeter. So if you're going to add some of a veteran experience and, you know, a pretty good locker room guy, which I don't think, you know, Dwight, Hassan Whiteside, those guys certainly are not the case in that front. I think it was the collection of those factors leading into the backdrop of what happened with Emei leading into the season. I think they thought, OK, this is a guy we want to bring in here and maybe help the locker room out a little bit.
1: And just as a follow-up sort of on that, when we talk about the bigs, which I think that's a big, to me, the two biggest question marks on this team from a roster construction standpoint are do they have enough bigs and do they have enough reserve wings to be able to take some of the burden and some of the workload off of Tatum and Brown? So I'll go with the bigs. How's my Florida State guy, uh, Fondue Cabangeli, how's he looked? How's he? What's his role going to be? Or does he have a role? Will he even make the team?
2: No, he's definitely going to make the team. He's on a two-way deal, and so I think he's going to stay on that. But I expect him to play. To be perfectly honest, he's going to be, I think, in the mix for minutes with, you know, Luke Cornette or even Griffin. If he can outplay those guys, which he's shown, you know, signs of it in his first two preseason games, I bet he'll get some run when nights nice when Al Horford has the night off here. So, uh, get get the pom poms ready, Gasper. You're going to be. Turned him on a little bit, I think.
1: Oh, good. This is exciting. Very, very, very exciting.
2: B-Rob, can you give me a minute on
0: Victor Weminyama, who was uh, taking the internet by storm this week? Uh, you know, there's a big article uh, by Kevin O'Connor on The Ringer about him. LeBron James calls him an alien. An NBA executive said he's a league-altering talent. Uh, best number one pick uh, since LeBron James,
2: going back to 03. Is the hype real? Yes. And I think my favorite quote was, I think, Steph Curry said he's like a created a 2K player. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of like, you just look at the highlights and it's like, yeah, it's just two games, but it's like, oh yeah, fadeaway three off the dribble and then, A you know, dude
0: that size shouldn't be that smooth. Not,
2: right. It, it's kind of He's ridiculous. like a
0: super-sized
2: Durant. Yeah. It's nuts. And so I think what's going to happen, guys, and you're already seeing, like, Danny Ainge in Utah is already trading away all his team. And I feel like after the, the way he's looked in these last two games against G League competition, I bet you're going to see, like, five to ten teams just totally throw this season away to get to maximize their chances of this guy. Because this is this is a guy that only comes around every 20, 30 years maybe, and he might be – I mean, he's certainly a different type of player than the NBA has even seen before to be able to shoot like he has at his size.
1: Yeah, no, he looks – I mean, again, he's like a supersized uh, Durant or like a supersized Dirk or like one of those guys. It's He's like an incredible talent. I also like what he said because Scoot Henderson looked really good, who is a lot of people feel like the presumptive number two pick. Guy who's playing for G League Ignite. I watched Scoot Henderson look as a point guard. I'm like, dude, this guy looks like Kyrie without the crazy. And uh, <laughs> when Mayanna said, like, yeah, if Scoot Henderson's really good, he'd be the number one pick if I was never born. Yeah, That's like an <laughs> awesome line. Like, I'm like, yes,
0: I like this guy. That's awesome. But you're right. Say. The tank, like, like, it's already obvious what Danny's doing with Utah. But if you're, like, a middling team like Chicago, don't you just say, like, oh, the hell with this. Right? Like, I'll just tank 100%. and try to get
2: this kid. Like, there's like Indiana, there's going to be a ton of teams, even Charlotte. Like, there yeah. should be these teams should be lining up for this guy. If you're if you're not going to be on a contendering platform, like, try to change your the next 15 years of your franchise by this guy.
0: All right. Add uh, Celtics to the conversation. You want to uh, yammer on about them with us at 617 779 0985. Have at it. Uh, we'll get to uh, some of your calls. One open line if you want to join us. Coming up next, you're on Gaspar Murray.